Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Well, welcome to the App or Not to App podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Callahan, where I talk about why apps are essential to your business success. And I love to give you tips, strategies, and introduce you to people who have achieved success. And this week, I'm bringing you Jennifer Allwood. Jennifer is the creator of a website called The Magic Brush. She teaches creative people, makers, do-it-yourselfers, painters, how to grow their business online and create multiple sources of income. Something we all want. She's a business coach. She's a mom. She's a wife. She runs multiple businesses. She makes multiple business streams. And, you know, I was looking for interesting guests for the show. And my marketing team told me I had to meet Jennifer. So I did what everybody does. I go on the internet and I watch some of her videos. And I was watching your video, Jennifer, about... um, the Facebook algorithm change. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I just left, one of the things that really stood out is that, you know, she's, she's insightful. She gives you good advice, but then she gives you this dose of tough love, but it's so positive and like relatable that it's just like one of your friends telling you what you need to do. Oh, thank so, you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I try. <laughs> so, so welcome to the show today, Jennifer. How thank are you? Thank you. I am so honored to be here. This is fun. I love what you're doing and I'm, I'm super honored that you asked. So thank you so much. Cool. Cool. Um, so why don't you give the listeners of the podcast an idea of what your business is all about? Sure. Um, so I used to own a decorative painting company here in Kansas City, Missouri, where I live. I started that back in the year 2000. And um, in the last four years, kind of came to the realization that there were only so many houses that me and my team could paint in at any given time. And if I really wanted to make substantial money, I needed to somehow figure out how to shift my painting business to the online space, which at the time just felt like, okay, I'm trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. But it turned out that I decided, okay, let me start like selling painting videos online and see if anybody will buy this um, on how to like paint furniture in your own house or paint your own kitchen cabinets. I mean, basically, Joanna Gaines and HGTV kind of paved the way for that to be mm-hmm. really yeah. successful for me, thank goodness. And so um, and so that went to a six-figure business online in just over a year, and my social media platform kept really growing, and I just was getting so many requests um, from different women wondering how I was growing my business online so quickly, yeah. asking me if I would consider mentoring or coaching them, which had never really been on my radar. And about two and a half years ago, I decided I would start a coaching group where I teach other creatives, so makers, DIYers, painters, how they can shift their business onto the online space and yeah. how they can grow their platform. I have a really, uh, I have a love affair with Facebook. That's my main um, social media that I try to really take really good care of and have a fantastic following there. And so, so yeah, at this point, I'm coaching over 2,000 business owners every month on how to grow their business and how to use the online space to do that. So I love what I'm doing. That's fabulous. And, you know, I know I'll get into some of the social media stuff a little later on, but, um, 
you know, how often, when, when you talk about social media and the stuff you do, how often are you posting? And do you have like, I, I think you have like regular shows and stuff that you do. Yeah, so, um, so it depends on which social media. Facebook is the one I think everyone should always be on. It's the giant. It's the one just in terms of sheer numbers, every business needs to be um, on Facebook. That's where the people are at. And so yeah. in terms of what Facebook wants, it wants you to be super consistent showing up every day, day after day, so that it will be putting you in the algorithm and they would like you to be posting four times a day. They would also love it if you're po posting at least two Facebook live videos every week. And so in my training groups, I'm teaching those things. Make sure you're posting four times a day, make sure you're going live twice a week. And when you can make Facebook happy, Facebook will then put you in the feed. It will show everybody your business and that's how you get massive engagement and a massive online following. Well, that's great advice, um, especially for me because I'm just kind of new here and I do like a weekly Facebook Live. So, yeah. and If you I, can do two, it's a game changer. Yeah, I guess I got to do two and then, uh, and I post, I auto post uh, like a video a day as well. So okay. I'm, I'm not high enough in the, uh, in the, in the uh, algorithms yet. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, cool. So like, what's your background? How'd you get into this and everything? So my background is literally in the painting industry. I just, I bought my first home when I was 21. I was young. Um, most 21 year olds are not, you know, scraping to get the change out of their car so they can make their mortgage. I was, yeah. um, but I wanted uh, to own a home. My home is really important to me. I love to be in a space that um, makes me feel a certain way, makes my family feel a certain way. I just, I'm a homebody. I'm an introvert by nature. So home's important to me. So bought my first home when I was 21 and loved it, but was like, gosh, I just, I want to change everything. Even at 21, I wanted all the walls to look different and the floors to be staying different. And, um, you know, I had a champagne taste on a Budweiser budget. And so I had to figure out how to like, I couldn't hire anybody. I could barely make the mortgage. So I had to figure out how to do things in my house to make it pretty on my own. And that in retrospect was such a gift because it forced me to learn how to DIY the heck out of everything. Yeah. So um, when I was, so that was at 21 when I bought my first home, but closer to age 30, I found some people that were offering like a painting school in the Kansas city area where you could go and you could learn how to texture walls and how to make columns look like stone and how to make things look like marble. And it was stuff that I was already doing in my own home, but I didn't realize this was like an actual job that other people did for a living. Yeah. And I have a degree in computers and um, went to a little weekend painting course, came home with 10 or 12 sample boards, told my husband I wanted to ditch my painting or my uh, business job. My, you know, I was doing software development and I wanted to ditch the computer job and own a painting company. And thank God for really, um, you know, encouraging receptive spouses. And he was like, babe, go for it. And so I started that when I was 30 and we have not looked back ever since. So well, so my great. love is twofold. I love, I still love painting, decorating, creating, but I also really love the encouragement and the teaching for other people who are in my industry. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that because when do you think in your life that you really started noticing that you liked helping people? I think if I look back, I always have. Yeah. And so I think I've always, there's always been, um, that sense that I love being uh, just a cheerleader for other women. Mm -hmm. And I do have a few men that I coach, but the majority of my audience is female. And, um, and I love encouraging them because, uh, well, one, I am a girl. So, you know, yeah, there's that. But, girl power, so for I just, um, I just find that so many of us women were stuck in our own heads and, um, and we're this close to 
having a business or being successful at business or whatever. And sometimes it just takes the encouragement of someone who's been there and done that yeah. to kind of link arms with them and say, you know, girlfriend, this way I can help you. This is not as hard as you think it is. You can do this. Um, and so I just, I feel like I'm really in my element when I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you do this, you, you were telling me about the, or, or the listeners about uh-huh. you know, your background and how you started painting stuff and the, what, what do you say? A, a champagne budget on a, uh, yeah, I had a champagne. I had a, a champagne taste on a Budweiser budget. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So yeah. how do you go from, um, you know, that point, like when you actually post your first video online, are you like, how do you get to that point? You see other people doing it, and that kind of inspires you, and like. Um, well, I think that I was very attuned to the fact that number one, I like social media. Number two, that's where the whole wide world is hanging out. Number three, it's um, it's essentially marketing. And every were you small on social media before you started posting videos and stuff? Oh yeah, I've been I've had my Facebook page for nine or ten years. So you're like posting first, family, just yeah, like. But, well, the first couple of years, I was just you know posting. Here's a piece of furniture we just painted, and yeah. you know a couple of days would go by and. Um, here's a kitchen we just redid for a client and a couple days would go by and this is my daughter doing something funny standing on her head you know isn't that and then I kind of noticed oh wow okay like I got a hundred new likes today people are really like sharing my content they're actually kind of liking what I put out there and I actually kind of like putting stuff out there and so then I started taking it serious and actually trying to post a little more and then I started taking some online courses on you know how to grow your social media and I was like okay, if I'm on Facebook playing anyway, right? why don't I just like, you know, shift my thinking just a little bit and actually like use this time to build a business instead of just stare at people's babies and cats, right. and, you know, which is what the kind of the vortex that I was stuck in a lot of times. And so, um, so when I really started, it was almost five years ago that I was like, I am going to commit to showing up every day on my Facebook page and to serving the heck out of my audience. I just made a complete shift one day. I'm not going to play around on social media anymore. I'm going to actually use social media to grow the heck out of my business. And, um, and that means every day showing up and posting things that either encourages, entertains, um, gives people tips, tricks, shortcuts, life hacks, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want my Facebook page to be a place where it's um, very encouraging and people feel like they can, you know, find great ideas for their home is what it originally started out, you know, yeah. painting ideas and decorating ideas. And then now that's morphed into, I'm still doing the painting and the decorating ideas, but I'm also giving them real strategy on how to grow a creative business of their own online. Cool. Cool. So let's get into that. Like, yeah. cause I know you love coaching and helping the people. Perfect. Um, so what is, what's kind of one of the most common problems you see with people and like, like, where do you get started with people? Um, well, when people usually come into my space in terms of their wanting some coaching, normally they are already, um, online. They already have a Facebook page. They already maybe have an Instagram account or a Pinterest account, and they're just kind of stuck in that, um, they really don't know how to grow it. Um, they're posting every day, but they're kind of hearing crickets. I just actually, yeah, I recorded a podcast this morning called why you're not getting any engagement on your Facebook page. You'll have to make sure you listen to that. I'm 100%. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's, it's a good 30, 40 minute podcast, but there's a lot of meat in it. And so I have some real concrete reasons why people aren't talking back, why you're hearing crickets and then how mm-hmm. to wrap that both. And so normally when people come into my space, that's kind of where they're at. They want to grow their business. They don't really know what the next step is. How do they turn people um, who maybe are seeing their content into people who are raving fans and who will buy from them 
is the other part of the puzzle that they struggle with. So one, it's how do they build their audience? And two, how do they build their checkbook? How do they get people to buy? Right. Those are the two things I focus on. Right. And so, and basically, what do you say? Like 90% of the people have that exact problem, maybe more? I would say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I would say that. And, you know, and the other half of my audience is people who are um, painting and decorating in their home. And the majority of those questions are about paint colors. How do I figure mm -hmm. out what color to put on my walls? What would you paint this piece of furniture? Um, that's what I kind of got known for was my ability to help people pick out colors in their homes. Yeah. So that's the other half of the questions for the people who don't have a business, but who follow me. They're trying to figure out how, what they could do in their home. Like, what should I change this wall to? If I painted my cabinets white, do you think it would look okay with my granite? That sort of thing. So, um, so I get a lot of those questions as well. Now you can help me pick out a rug. I'm, I'm in the process. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, that's cool. Um, so I, I think it's a really interesting space because there are so many like do-it-yourself or creative types. You know, you go to farmers markets, you see a lot of things. So actually teaching someone how to run businesses is very nice. Thank you. Helpful. Um, any point in your career? When you started out, as you're going along, did you ever feel like giving up in the hard times? Oh gosh, tons of times, absolutely. Um, there, there was a time about two and a half years ago when I, um, when I had some huge income swings from month to month. So I'd had one, um, one month where I had made. Uh, almost $30,000 online that month and the next month made 1200 and and those sorts of swings made me want to um, just chuck in the towel because I couldn't figure out how to get some consistency in my business some stability in my business um, which I needed just so our family could determine um, you know our budget and and what we can afford to do and I mean those high highs and those low lows were causing a ton of anxiety for me and that is when I decided to put a monthly membership group into place that would just bring in recurring revenue every month. And I started that about two and a half years ago. And um, just so, and it, you know, started with five people in my monthly group and then 50 people and then 100, and then 500. And right now I have well over 1,800 people who are in my monthly group who pay me to be there. This isn't a free group. I don't do free groups. And I don't right. do um, and so, but that is just, an, it's a very nice, consistent way of bringing in income in the online space every month. But there was plenty of days when I was frustrated and feeling like it's too hard, it's too big, nobody understands. And absolutely, there's a ton of times when I've wanted to just throw it all in and go back to work at a desk job or the local quick trip or something. Just seems <laughs> what, what, what seems like guaranteed income, exactly. right? Wow. So that's, that's inspiring to like keep going, right? Because like, I've been there as well, you know, it's like there's a lot of times where I would program an app and I would be programming and, and I would have to get it done by Friday and I would make no progress, like say today. And so I was suddenly behind. It was like, I just want to get out of here. Yes, yes. no, <laughs> I get it, I get it. So when you do a program, um, like you said, you have 1800 users or um, people in your group. Mm -hmm. What is that coaching like? Is it just kind of like you get a topic or there, is there a starting point and ending point or? Yeah. Um, we've got a library of, um, of trainings for them. So a library that it contains trainings on Facebook and how to start a Facebook page, how to do Facebook lives, how to do Facebook really well. We've got a training on Pinterest and how to use Pinterest for website growth. We've got a training on how to start a website. So there's all of that in a library. And then once a week from me, they're getting other content 
based on what I see in market changes, you know, the new Facebook algorithm, for instance. Um, Also bringing in other experts. Um, This month we have somebody who's going to come in and talk to our businesses about legal things. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got somebody coming in to talk about money stories in the next couple weeks. And so I'm trying always to bring in other guests who are smart in areas where I'm not just to add value to the business owners. So they get something every week from me in the group. So that's cool. Yeah. And, and you have a lot of social followers. Um, What's it like half a million social followers? We're at a half a million. Most, the majority of them are on Facebook. I've got about 310,000 followers on Facebook. So, but yeah, we've got. So what's the best advice for growing that? Is it just consistency over time or is it something else? Um, It's, it's showing up. Um, with consistency over time. It's serving the heck out of your audience. A lot of times you're getting crickets and hearing no response back from them because you're posting the wrong things and you're not leaning into what your audience is actually wanting um, from you. So there's that. Um, uh, It's also making sure that I've um, done Facebook ads, but they're very targeted Facebook ads. And so, you know, I'm looking for people who are in similar industries as me. I'm not targeting people that, um, you know, are... You have to, the thing with Facebook ads is it's um, you can waste a ton of money if you're not really targeted in who you're looking for. So I think there's you know a whole strategy with consistency and Facebook ads and just a mindset of um, how can I serve my audience best. And on the ads you run, do, is that boosting posts or is that just ads? It's like ads. Like ads, get people like, like the page and then yeah. Exactly. So they see your content more often. Exactly. So I'm bringing them in and then we'll turn them into hopefully, you know, raving customers from there. Into one of the streams, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, um, so how do you come up with all the social content? Do you, do you struggle with it? Or like how do ideas just come in and you go or what? It's, yep, it's I've been blogging for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I have a ton of content already, you know, on the internet that I can pull from. So there's days where I'm posting, you know, a picture from my home two years ago or paint colors from four years ago and just bringing stuff back up because you have to remember that I have 310,000 Facebook followers today, but two years ago, it was half that. So there's all these new people. They didn't see any of the stuff I did before that. So um, I do have somebody that, um, that I, works for me who ha- who makes memes and you know other graphics and things we can put on um, I'm posting constantly to my podcast and for people to listen to episodes so I don't really run out of content um, right. I feel like I'm kind of a content machine <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think the majority of the people get stuck Jeremy um, they're almost too close to what it is that they do so they assume that all the people following them on social media already know how to do xyz Right. I'll give you an example. So a lot of my audience follows me, you know, for painting and decorating. And, um, and so I will tell the women in my coaching group who are also painters, the next time you're in Home Depot and you're picking out sanding blocks, you know what the difference in sanding blocks is, but your audience maybe doesn't. So do a short video or do a picture of this is the difference between the square, you know, sanding block and the other, or this is my favorite type of roller. Like most of us are just so stinking close to what it is that we do that we can't step back. Right. And realize that we know so much about whatever it is that we're skilled at. And we share literally just a smidgen of it because we assume that everybody else knows what we know and they don't. And so um, making things really easy and trying to kind of step back from your business, you have so much more content. Most people have so much more content than what they think they do. So I feel like I've done a good job of just um, really bringing that down to a basic level. And so that means I feel like I have a lot of content opportunities. That's great. You know, that, that's really important. And the people out there listening should really catch on to that. It's, it's interesting because I, 
always see ideas in everyone else's business. Like I could say, oh, you should make a video about all these things. But when I look at myself, I'm like, well, I'm just a computer programmer. What am I going to show you? Me programming a computer? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm very good at seeing things for you, but not at myself. So, you know, and I, I think that's where a person like yourself is very helpful because you've been out there and you've been doing it for so yeah. long. You know how to give people ideas and to spark their ideas in a certain yeah. way. Um, let's talk about multiple streams of business or okay. multiple streams of income. So I know that's something you talk about a lot mm -hmm. as well. Do you think it's important that um, people find links between their business? Like you link the painting to helping other people in the creative industry. Um, have you ever tried to do stuff outside that just didn't work or do you kind of stay within that realm? I try to kind of stay in my lane. Yeah. And, and really try hard to stick with what I know. I had um, somebody tell me once, or I heard it somewhere, that the riches are in the niches. Mm -hmm. So many um, business owners try to go way too broad. And they think that by going broader, they'll cast a larger net to pull more people in and that the, actually the opposite is true. So that if you will stay more specific to what it is that you know, and specifically to the industry that you're in, that you'll actually gather more like-minded people. And so I know for me, when I look at who really my industry is and who really I cater to and who really do I know, um, it's going to be female creatives. And so they're women that are painters and DIYers and makers and Etsy shop owners and what have you. And so I've tried to really continue to um, make all of my marketing campaigns and everything directed towards them. Now, with that being said, I have several men that are in my coaching group, one of them making six figures a month. I mean, doing amazing. Um, and so, and I have tons of other industries now who are in my coaching group. I have people in the real estate industry and people that, um, you know, I have somebody that does like, um, she makes dog food. And so I have lots of other people that I'm coaching, but I always try to just keep the majority of my focus on what it is that I know, which is creative women. Cool. And that's great. And so let's talk about some technical questions because this is the app or not the app podcast. So yeah. we'll get, get a couple of technical questions for sure. you here at the end. What percentage of your traffic right now is mobile? Do you know what that is? I believe that it's 80 some percent. So like, wow, I was, I was going to say it was probably at least 70. So you're over 80 percent. Huh? I believe that I'm over 80 percent. And that's to your website or is that just to everything? Um, I believe that it's just, it's on my Facebook page. I believe my website traffic that's mobile. I, I think we just looked at this the other day in Google Analytics. I think it was 67%. Wow. Wow. Of so my web traffic is mobile. Yeah. That's what I always say to people. I said, you know, a lot of people say, well, do I need a mobile app? And the, the, the answer isn't always yes or no. But the first question I always ask is, well, how much traffic is, are you getting currently that's mobile? Mm -hmm. Or you send an email and people are coming back to it mm -hmm. from a mobile phone. Um, so there's a solution. What are some of the technical challenges you have? Do you still have technical challenges now or do you have it going pretty good? Um, in terms of just being online or? Yeah, like your website. Do you have problems like managing users on your website? We don't. One of the technical issues we have right now is getting my emails opened, which is a kind of an industry issue. Um, <laughs> just across the board, people are having problems with, um, you know, email providers seeing their emails as spam or we have a problem with um, getting our emails to hit our Gmail subscribers in particular. So that's an issue wow. for us right now that we're constantly trying to figure out how we can increase our open rate, how we can um, decrease our bounce rate, how, um, how we can, you know, make people basically just how do we get people to open up our emails when we send them. And cool. So that's, yeah. Um, that's a common problem. Yeah. In fact, I keep, somebody keeps sending me an email that 
they keep landing in my junk email. So now I have to go through my junk email and look for one, one person's email. It's actually an email I need. Yeah. Um, do you have any apps that you use now? Any DIY apps or just apps in general that you truly love? Um, you know what's well, I use all the regular social media apps, of course. Um, there's an app that I have started using just recently. Um, we are in the process of buying a new home, and as a painter, um, one of the mm -hmm. things that goes first is I'm painting everything, every inch of the house. And so uh, there's a couple of apps that I've been trying to use to try to figure out how different colors would look in the home that yeah. I purchased. Um, I have not really found one that is fitting what I need. For instance, I would love to take a picture of the kitchen cabinets and then just in the app be able to turn the current kitchen cabinet cobbler to white or gray or blue or purple or whatever. Yeah. See how that's going to look. And to my knowledge, there is not an app that does that yet. There are several apps where you can actually roll paint on the wall within the app, but that's not what I want to do. Or right. you can try to, you know, kind of paint over the current kitchen cabinet color and but it looks like a child used a crayon on the app you know so i'm so so yeah. that would be an app that i would love to see available yeah that'd be pretty cool that'd, that'd be neat um that's cool i was i was thinking about you because i was looking at apps and um i saw this app it's called like craftsy it's like craft uh -huh. sty or something yeah, you know uh -huh. but, but i was like you know this would be perfect for jennifer to do something like this because it's um because you have a community of people, you have a lot of content on your own, but maybe you could bring in other people's content as well and just have like DIY projects, um, somehow build a community, maybe other people. They're probably already doing this all by Facebook now for you, but like bringing it kind of under your own umbrella so that, you know, if something happens with Facebook or people can't communicate, you still have this thing. And, you know, um, it's just an idea I had. Um, I actually love the idea. I had an issue about three years ago where my Facebook page disappeared for three days and just oh. gone. Um, no explanation. Um, and then was back three days later. But during that three days, what it taught me was to never put all of my eggs in my social media basket, Yeah. put them all in Facebook's basket and to make sure I diversify where people, where I'm touching people at so that if any one section was to go down, I still have all these other places where right. I can, you know, I still have my email list. I still have Instagram. I still have Pinterest. But um, that's a, it's a fascinating concept that you just said, you know, yeah. like an online, an app platform where I could also communicate with them. I love that. Yeah, because I was, I was talking to someone else who has a ton of followers and I was like, you know, I follow you and I want to meet other people that are in the same thing, but I don't necessarily want, I'm like, can I look through profiles of all the people that follow you? Because there might be people in there I actually want to communicate. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, for you, it might be, or, you know, like say I had, a, I was making necklaces and I was looking for other people that specifically do, I don't know, you know, so it was, a, it was more of a community thing I was wanting to think about. I, I love that idea. I totally love that idea. I think the, the teaching people how to do it in the videos get people in, but the community is where I actually saw the value. So. Yeah. So I love cool. that. So I'm going to wrap up today. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. Where can people find you? Yeah, awesome. Um, so they can find me if they are on Facebook, which most people are. Go and look for Jennifer Allwood. My page is verified, so it'll say Jennifer Allwood with a little blue check mark behind it. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I love hanging out on Pinterest. Um, and I do have my own podcast, which I think I mentioned, which is called um, really uniquely The Jennifer Allwood Show. <laughs> nice. How often, how often do you uh, podcast? Once a week? Uh, once a week, every Wednesday, we come out with a new iTunes episode. So yeah, we're, um, we've been at it over a year. And so um, cool. super excited about it. 
Well, great. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, fabulous Avenue and getting to know you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for being here. I, I really appreciate it as well. And I, I love what you're doing and just giving um, ideas to other business owners. Thank you for thinking outside the box for those of us who maybe don't see that vision. So you've got a, you've got a fun thing going. I appreciate being here. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you.